Thanks for hanging in here. We're continuing on with Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. We're going to talk about Denver's Molly Brownhouse Museum. It's such a cool place. It really enhances Denver's unique identity by telling the story of Margaret Molly Brown's activism, philanthropy, and passion through educational programs, exhibits, and stewardships. And one of the fun holidays Victorians emphasized was Valentine's Day. And here with us today is my friend from the Molly Brownhouse Museum, their director, Andrea Malcolm, to talk more about that. Andrea, how are you? Great. Thank you for having us. Well, you're welcome, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, before we talk about that and the tie-in to the Molly Brown House, for those that don't know and have not been to the Molly Brown House, Ben, they've cheated themselves and their families out of a great historical experience in Denver. So talk about it. Talk about the Molly Brown Museum. So the Molly Brown House Museum, we're located just a couple blocks from the State Capitol Building, and yes, we are safely open to visitors right now. We're open Thursday through Sunday, and you can get tickets online at our website. Of course, if you're not comfortable visiting in person, we also have virtual tours and virtual events. Or if you like getting outside and uh, getting some exercise steps in, we have our outdoor walking tour program. Um, And, of course, you can always shop online at the Molly Roundhouse Museum store as well. So we have lots of great gifts that tie into the story of Margaret and J.J. Brown. Mr. Brown, of course, struck one of the largest veins of gold found in the U.S., and Margaret is most noted for having survived the Titanic. So you get to come and visit their beautiful home, um, which was quite modern for the time, and hear all about Mr. and Mrs. Brown and uh, Mrs. Brown's achievements in particular. Well, she was quite a woman suffragist at the time as far as leading the women to the vote, wasn't she? Yes, she was. So here in Colorado, women had the right to vote starting in 1893. But, of course, she was one of those champions who helped women gain the right to vote in 1920 with the passage of the 19th Amendment. So, But she also helped the juvenile court system here in Denver, um, helped fund the Denver Dumb Friends League, um, helped orphans, helped build playgrounds. So she was quite the activist and champion here in Denver. I didn't know that she was responsible for the Denver Dumb Friends League. She was one of their very early funders. Oh, my gosh. That's another piece of history you've taught me today, Andre, about Molly Brown. <laughs> Great. You know, I got to back up a little bit. I didn't know you had a shop there. I guess I've been down there, but I didn't think about the shop. What can you buy in the shop? So we have lots of great uh, women empowerment gifts. We have great gold mining related gifts. Of course, Victorian trinkets. We have our own special blend of tea. And then we have every book and, and thing you can imagine related to the Titanic. So if you're really looking for a unique and special gift, um, it's a great place to come and shop. Well, I guess so, for any type of holiday or any type of occasion, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, yep. let's talk about Molly Brown. What was her high house like for the time? It had to be very right on the cutting edge of wonderful things. Yes, yeah, so our home is, uh, we like to say it's made of Colorado. It's made of sandstone from Manatee Springs and rhyolite from near Castle Rock. And then the inside was extremely modern for the time with a telephone, indoor plumbing and electricity. We have, an, you know, original light fixtures, original heaters, all those things. So it was it was a perfect home, for a busy, modern family um, who were, you know, actively working uh, and volunteering for different causes and uh, being performers in, around the city, so the children would often perform at fundraisers for Mrs. Brown. So it was a perfect home for our family, um, and they had lots of family members that came and lived with them, including Margaret's 
parent. So a very busy household, just like our households are today. So uh, talk about what were the year frames for them to have electricity and indoor plumbing? And what, what did that look like back then? What, what years? So the house was built in 1889 and the Browns moved in in 1894. So Denver um, is a very modern city from its sort of creation. So as the city was being built, um, those technologies were all coming online. So most of the homes being built around then were being built with this brand new technology. So uh, we're one of those great homes that had all of that in it. No, that's pretty cool. So here we are, uh, Valentine's Day 2021, and we talked about the Victorians uh, were big into Valentine's Day. I guess Molly Brown must have been too. So when did Valentine's Day become that popular with them? So uh, we like to say Victorians invented pretty much all the modern uh, holidays that we know and love, like Valentine's Day, like Halloween, like Christmas. They really made them the huge holidays that we know and love today made them sort of the commercial holidays as well. So, and Valentine's Day was no exception. Um, so they loved to have parties where they would play games and they would trade Valentine. They would decorate the house. Uh, so Mrs. Brown probably got fresh flowers and reds and pinks and whites and had them all over the house. The family might have gotten together and made Valentine's or decorations out of lace and colored papers and things like feathers and bows. Um, so they would have gotten, you know, into this holiday quite a bit. And then um, Victorian Valentine cards and postcards became very popular at the time. Um, th- there was a thing called penny postcards. You could cheaply mail this postcard to someone you loved. And there were so many penny postcards mailed every year that the mailmen were paid extra just to help them <laughs> through the days leading up to Valentine's Day because they were so overwhelmed with all the postcards in the mail. So, um, And then some of those postcards they might have been carrying, though, were called Vinegar Valentine's, which were sort of mean anti-love Valentine's. Oh, really? So they, they would, these Valentine's would sort of poke fun at love or, you know, subtly or not so subtly let someone know that you weren't interested in them and some of them even poked fun at the suffragists like mrs brown who are agitating for the vote uh there's one that said your vote for me you will not get i do not want a preaching suffragette oh uh, wow so yeah so your uh, valentines were uh, pretty funny from the time and i think Today, we would equate it to some of the funny memes or gifts that we see, you know, on our social media pages. Oh, that's interesting. You're right. That would be a good comparison. And, of course, back mm-hmm. in those days, they couldn't have been mass-producing Valentines like they do now. So were they all made by hand? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Brown and the kids might have made them by hand, but they were at that point already being mass-produced. So huge greeting card companies online you know postcard companies coming online so you could pick them up easily um, at the local sort of stationery store and things like that was that uh, probably led to what happens up in loveland now every year for valentine's day when people get that special stamp on their valentine did that kind of lead that direction maybe yeah that's a great example so that's a tradition that i think is about 75 years old now here yeah. in colorado where you can send your valentine card Loveland, and it'll get a special postmark. It's a great Colorado tradition that relates to Valentine. Well, it sounds like Margaret Brown, Molly Brown, was kind of a, a party person, always having people over. And I imagine Valentine's Day, she must have really decorated the house. Yeah, we have great uh, newspaper examples from different holidays or occasions where 
the newspaper article would describe how she decorated the house. And she actually invented decorations. She invented serving tools. Uh, one of the things she invented was this, like, trolley cart that you could wheel from the kitchen to tableside service that had special burners that kept certain foods hot. So she invented this whole device so she could facilitate serving her guests easier. And then there were descriptions of, of parties where she would have goldfish in a bowl in the center or she would have, you know, jockeys and horses when it was race day and things like that. So she really loved to get into the decorating behind each holiday. She was really a Renaissance woman, wasn't she? She was. Wow. You're mentioning things, and you and I have talked before. You're telling me things now I never heard about before that she was involved with. How creative. Now, did, yep. did she have, she, she had children, didn't she? Molly Brown? She had, yeah, Margaret had two children. She had son Larry and then a daughter whose name was Helen. Um, real name Catherine Ellen, but family is filled with Helens and Ellens. Um, so it's hard to distinguish between all of the Helens in the family. So daughter Helen uh, was one of, was sort of her sidekick at a lot of fundraisers and performed on stage and acted as sort of, you know, the the parade opener many times and things like that for oh, Margaret's wow. fundraisers. How long did their children live? Um, into the 50s and 60s. So unfortunately, none of them lived to see, you know, their family home get turned into a museum and saved from demolition. Um, we're actually celebrating our 50th anniversary. Um, Historic Denver was founded in 1970 to save this home. And then uh, we opened up our doors in March of 1971 to welcome the public into Margaret's home uh, for the first time. So really excited to celebrate this year um, and and look back at our history and how much the house has changed and how much more we know about Margaret's story. Are there any of those original Molly Brown Valentine's decorations still in the house? We do have um, we do have period Valentines. They're all, they're in the house now. You can come and see them, um, and we have great things like that that um, help really celebrate the holiday of Valentine's Day. So, as you said earlier in our conversation, Andrea, by the way, we're talking with the Molly Brown House Museum Director, Andrea Malcolm, a good friend of Mile High Magazine. You're open now. What are the hours, the days people can come in with their children? Because the kids really need to see the history of Molly Brown. Yes. So, we are open right now, Thursday through Sunday. Um, You can get tickets online at mollybrown.org. So, we're doing really, you know, individual group entry so your family goes in together um, and has some space from other groups around you and you can uh, really self-explore the house using our audio guide we also have optional interactive 360 tours that you can download as part of your experience so lots of great options to safely come to the museum and visit or experience the museum from home Um, we have lots of great options well you always have uh, lots of special events anything coming up soon We have a great event coming up that we think would make a great Valentine's Day gift for someone. We have a series of events called Art with Amy, and our next Art with Amy is on February 18th, and she's going to walk us through, using very simple techniques, how to recreate our stained glass in art form. Really? It's going to be a terrific event, and in the end, get a beautiful piece of uh, faux stained glass that looks just like our stained glass here in the house. Is she gonna? So you're actually gonna make it with Amy? Yep. So using uh, simple techniques and and paints, we're gonna replicate the stained glass. So it's a fun class. It'll be done online, 
Um, and if you give us a call, um, we can get the supplies to you. Is that information on your website? All on our website, on our homepage of mollybrown.org. And that's on the 18th of February. Is that a, a day thing or at night or a, when does that happen? An evening class. So it's a perfect time to unwind from the day after school or after work um, and, and make a fun piece of art together as a family or, or yourself. Well, listen, uh, Andre, you've been working with the Molly Brown. You are truly a Molly Brown historian and you know everything about her and the family. What's the thing that really stands out to you the most that was pretty amazing that Molly Brown and her husband and the family were involved with? I think it's um, maybe not one thing, just how committed they were to this community um, to make it a better place for everyone, um, whether it was for children, for animals, for people experiencing homelessness, or women who, uh, who should have had the right to vote. So she really wanted to make sure that she took care of her fellow Denverites, her fellow Coloradans. So she really worked hard to champion all these different causes. And I think today her story is so important because it, it can inspire us to look around our community today and see what things that we should help with, what things we want to change about our community to make it a better place. Very cool. Very well said. Now, today being Valentine's Day, and it's actually Sunday morning, are you open today? We are open today. So get online right now at mollybrown.org, and you can find uh, tickets available to come visit the museum today. Well, that would be pretty outstanding. And it looks pretty, based on what I've seen down there, pretty original to what it looked like when it was built, doesn't it? Yes, we've undergone 50 years of restoration and renovation work using uh, original photographs found in different collections. So we know what the house looked like when the Browns lived here. So you'll get a really good idea of, of what each room looked like and how the Browns used the house when they lived here. And it does require tickets to get in. Yes. So if you go online to mollybrown.org, you can choose your time um, and get tickets for that. And then all the instructions are given to you about how to safely come and visit us. Um, so go to mollybrown.org to find out all of that information. And, and quickly before I let you go, on that website, can you also find out about those uh, city tours you guys do? Because they're pretty amazing as well. Absolutely. So you'll find the link for our, our historic Denver walking tours. We even have one that leads right from the Molly Brown House Museum. You can also tour Lodo, um, different neighborhoods, or you can take a women's history walking tour and learn about all of the great women who also help make our city. Well, Andrea, you guys are pretty amazing down there. The Molly Brown House Museum, Director Andrea Malcolm, you have a happy Valentine's Day and always great information you come up with. Always sharing uh, time with you is special. Happy Valentine's Day, Murphy. Thank you. You're more than welcome. And the same to all of you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and today, Valentine's Day, and maybe you have tomorrow off President's Day. It's Mile High Magazine, and I'm Murphy Houston.